What's up and welcome to Champions of Lore, show about all the kick-ass stories we have some Isle Champions, coolest campaigns and characters. Every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on twitch.tv slash Games, or later on your favorite podcast service, B. Dave Walters and Aaron M. Evans talk about all the Idol Champions lore that's fun to know about. If you're this live in the chat, you can leave a question that I, Trevor Best, will ask them later in the show, but guess what? We're going to be doing a lot more questions today, so <laughs> before we get to that, Aaron, B. Dave, take it away. Hi, I'm Erin M. Evans. I'm the author of forthcoming Empire of Exiles and Brimstone Angels, a sick book series set in the Forgotten Realms featuring three of your favorite Idol Champions, Champions, Frida, Havilar, and Mahan. I'm also a content designer for Idol Champions and I play Cecilia on Dungeon Scrawlers. B-Day Walters, I say words about things, including tomorrow morning for the first, <gasps> and I said first ever <laughs> D&D Direct, 9 a.m. Thursday. On the Dungeons and Additionally Dragons, Twitches, and the YouTubeches. Yep, and he knows nothing about the the thing that he already recorded, so don't ask him a damn thing. I know nothing. (laughs) Actually, not only do I know all of it, I've seen all of it. I'm just not going to tell you. But but in 24 hours... Red red dots coming up. It's true. It's true. It's true. Brian Perry yeeting that one javelin like the Spartans from 300. You know, just from like... I was I was gonna say that uh, that yeah. Chris Perkins was the one with the the sniper rifle and his little dog Milo is the one that's like calling the wind shots. That's true. Go for the eyes, Milo. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be gonna be quite a thing. I think you'd be very happy. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we thought it would be fun. Uh, you know, we get a lot of questions on this show, and thank you so much for asking those questions. But we don't always have a chance to get to all of them, so we thought it would be fun to go back and grab some of them and talk about them today. Uh, so I would went back through all the episodes and there was a lot <laughs> good work um and tried to grab ones that i thought would be fun to do but at the uh but you know if you're here right now doesn't mean you can't ask questions uh but i i think it would be, it's kind of fun to just uh make this one a free-for-all ask questions it, we, we the, the topic could be whatever uh you want that is still appropriate this is a pg-13 freaking uh you know show so don't 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 be don't be don't I see you I see you don't, there don't 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 make me don't make me pull this chat over <laughs> don't make me pull this chat over yeah. Uh, but yeah uh, ask your questions our awesome mod Jordan will grab them put them in a little text doc uh, funny enough the same doc that I went through to grab all these questions so let's uh let, let's let's take a oh we're just gonna ask for a capital question in front of it right make it easy for you yeah yeah, yeah question yeah. on you, you put question colon and then ask a question. If you, if you put a statement after a question, you are a liar. Uh, <laughs> it's one thing I cannot abide by. <laughs> Statements um, pose po- po- questions. Uh, okay, we're going to go all the way back to... Oh, we got a hype train going. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Hey. Um, so we're going to go all the way back to episode two, The Frozen Whoa. North, when I what? did a better job at naming these episodes. Um, <laughs> this is from... Oh, we're episode the I think it was. Ever vigilant, yes. He has been lying in wait this entire time (laughs) for when he would be needed again. Just in all the snow drifts. Everybody's always like, why is there a snow drift behind you, Dave? And I'm like, it's where Mighty Trovis lay in wait. He's like, but but it's summer in in L.A. Um, Trovis Trovis in all seasons. Yeah, he's a seasonal uh, seasonal dragon born. Uh, so this first question is from Netherwave83. So now that alignment doesn't really, uh, you know, matter as far as like, uh, you know, 
creatures. Uh, there's no assigned one. Um, have there ever been any clear examples of dragons that do not follow their usual uh, alignment stance? So like black dragons that like save a village or silver dragons uh, that use uh, that, that basically become bad guys. I feel like we did answer this question. Yeah, that's okay. Um, we can answer it again. Well, we'll answer I mean, it again. There, there's, there's been at least one. It was still bolded. So, well, well, one of the, one of the things that that put me on the map was my being very much adamant that uh, intelligent creatures behave intelligently, and there is no correlation between race and morality because it gets really problematic really quickly, yep. even with uh, monsters and things. And the the problem, even deeper than that, is. You can have a creature that does the right thing for the wrong reason. You know, that it's a, you can have a red dragon that, that aggressively protects everyone in a village because it's like, those are my little slave people. <laughs> you know? I mean, and it does everything. They, they bring thing. me food. Yeah. They, they bring me, they bring me things. Exactly. Why would I want them to die? They're my ant farm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I just like watching them. You know what I mean? So it, 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 um, and, and also, it's just very lazy storytelling when yeah. you're like, I'm attacking because I'm evil. You're like, okay. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and also just uh, something that is lawful good is a creature that that values law and values goodness. Well, goodness is subjective. Uh, mm -hmm. If you've seen any of the charity games I do, I do this all the time where I'll have like um um hyperions and solars and good creatures doing terrible things that they're like no it's the right thing to do and you're like yeah. but it isn't though. Did, you not, did you guys not read the laws <laughs> yeah yeah mm -hmm. exactly. this is less less um so more specifically and i don't have all the names on hand but um the lore of the dragonborn uh, of timanther is that they're from another plane called a beer uh which is the twin plane tutorial and in a beer uh, you have this succession of terrible people being in charge. So first the Titans are in charge and then their dragon steeds rise up and overthrow them and kill them all. And then the dragons are terrible and they rule and they enslave everybody who is not a dragon and create the dragonborn to serve them. And those dragons come in all types. So there are, you know, uh, wicked chromatic dragons, but also, you know, metallic dragons who are not actually acting in the best interests of the people they've uh, decided they're going to rule. Um, because again, like, you, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of the alignment stuff comes down sometimes to a point of view thing mm -hmm. um, very easily. And so, you know, if you're like, no, no, see, we're the superior race and we tell everybody what to do and then you do it and you'll be happy you did it. Like maybe you do think you're lawful good at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Eh, a lot of people are going to think you're terrible and rise up and overthrow you. So, yeah. Um, but I know I wrote a lot of those little dragonborn ancestor stories and they were not all uh, chromatic dragons being terrible. There were silver dragons being terrible and gold dragons being terrible in there too. <laughs> all right. Um, I, 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 so I put this next one in here just because I, I got a big kick out of it. This is from episode four, uh, which is the episode where we talked about Penelope. Um, and this is from... Uh, Wyverny win. So what is this show? <laughs> I've not seen this before. <laughs> what is this show? What even is? Like but 70 you know, plus episodes in. What is the wait, answer to this question even? Wait, isn't this like are isn't this 75? Is this today uh, 75? So I said 70 plus because we stopped putting numbers. 73. 
I was about to say, is this our 75 Q&A extravaganza? Extravaganza. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, not yeah, quite. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know in episode 75. I'm sure we'll figure it out by then, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I, I think this is just uh, this is a show about three friends that get together and laugh about D&D lore for about an hour. <laughs> we do two things, and then we make fun of it in yeah, a abs- loving way, though. Absolutely. Um, okay, this one uh, comes from episode eight, the Brimstone Angels, and is very appropriate because of Tamanther that you were just talking about there. Oh, cool! Uh, this is from uh, Victor Bang. Just I don't know how to say that. It's from Victor. Uh, hey, Victor. G- going back to Tamanther, would the new gods have celestial warlocks, or would they have proper clerics? I have strong feelings about this. <laughs> which is not no los dos. Yeah, it's no, just the term no, for your agreement. No. <laughs> clerics gods have clerics there we go done deal i mean i can objectively point to thing where that's not the case depends on the terms of your agreement i'll blow your mind even further you can be a cleric warlock of the same god oh god you're already so answer- you're already oh! jumping ahead there you're jumping ahead that's what i do oh. but i mean but by this definition be that kind of thing where i get mad about warlocks and then b dave just ignores me and keeps having his opinion that what we're doing first of all i love you dearly and everything you say and do is correct um except this, this. <laughs> hey Hey, you are going with the spirit of the law. I'm going with the word of the law. So see our previous comment about a lawful good person can still be a tyrant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So let's see here. Uh, This is this one comes from episode nine, the sunblight of 10 towns. Again, I was much better at writing uh, episode titles back then. Uh, this question comes from I crazy. I mean, when you get north of 40, it's hard to be clever it's anymore. True. It's no. true. Uh, yeah, this is from uh, Crazy Matt Captain. So my brother and I are looking for lore books of D&D to learn more about the world. Any suggestions beyond Aaron's books? I was about to say Brimstone Angels. Uh, <laughs> Six foot so- saga set in the Forgotten Realms. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's like Brimstone Angels, six book series. I forgot <laughs> realms. Like that's a second gun. It's yes, a six book series. Good. I love you, mm-hmm. Dave. I got you. The, the so the, this is the question: is there's there's lots of ways and lots of places to learn about the lore. Mm-hmm. Um, there's source books, so adventures and campaign settings, and then there were also sort of um, for a long time they in like second and third edition, they would create um, sort of more specific settings. So you want to learn about the Lake of Steam. Here's a book that includes that. You want to learn about the Unapproachable East. Here's a book that uh, goes over that. Um, and so that you can delve more deeply into the lore of those areas. There's also fiction, which gives you you know a good story and interesting characters while they move through that space. Um, so it kind of depends on the way you want to digest it. Um, I the the we we reference the wiki a lot the wiki has uh if you go down to the bottom it will tell you where those references come in it is a volunteer fan created thing so there's not like there there's definitely holes right um but maybe you can fill in some of those holes uh i like to use that for you know you go down to the bottom and you find the the sources and then you can track down those items uh a lot of the older books are available on like drive through rpg um and the the novels are all available in ebook and audiobook uh very easily yep 
So it kind of depends on where specifically you want the lore about. Uh, there, you know, there's a lot of lore about Icewind Dale because there's a lot of books uh, about Dritz and that's kind of his home base. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot less books about the Lake of Steam. <laughs> I will say the a good place to find those source books now is uh, DM's Guild. They have a lot of the older oh, source books on uploaded on there. Yeah, and oh, they nice. uh, and they appropriately uh, give content warnings when they're like, "Hey, this isn't great yeah. now." <laughs> um, so, so that that's that's also good. I would say that personally, yes, everything Aaron said and does is correct always. Once again, <laughs> uh, I personally think uh, the fiction is the best place for it because I find in the source books and in the adventures, you're like, here's a place, here's Barovia. Here's some aspects of Barovia. Here's Strahd, Strahd's bad. Strahd should probably go, well, hope it turns out okay, you know? <laughs> and it, it's almost like it's a menu, whereas the fiction is a meal that has been served, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, so you get more of like, well, this is what happened. Yeah. Uh, versus here is the backdrop and context for what might happen. Um, yeah. So, because a lot of the lore and thing is, it makes sense in retrospect, and then it changes, and then it changes based on who's talking about it at the time. Mm-hmm. And remember, the Forgotten Realms is over like 50 years old. So there's directly contradictory stuff at times. And I mean, and Mithras died four or five times. And I mean, yeah, it's all... I, I do think it all kind of came up in parallel with, although the comic book industry pred- uh, is before the, the birth of Dungeons and Dragons as we know it, a lot of the like dying and coming back and this is destroyed, but it wasn't. <laughs> and, and all, it all, that, that kind of storytelling all kind of came up in parallel. I'll put it like that. Yeah, it's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This, this next one is from episode 15. Let's go to Chult. Uh, this is from Operator Nostrix. What is your favorite creature from Cholt and why? Ooh. I know my answer right Zombie off the Zombie dinosaurs. Specifically, Tyrannosaurus. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Zombie Tyrannosaurus. Someone had a great day. Because <laughs> they were like, they came to the wizard's office and they're like, check this out. Got we, what if we had a zombie T-Rex and everyone, ooh, and they're like, no, 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 no wait, wait, wait. And then it vomits more zombies and they're like. That's that's when on one side of it, you have the pitch for the zombie T-Rex, which is like a very poorly hand-drawn, like stick figure zombie T-Rex. <laughs> and on the other side of that paper is your letter of resignation if they say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like. You know, like one way or another, I'm, I'm submitting this paper if, right now. Uh, if, yeah. if you're not down for this, we can't work together anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? Uh, I don't know. That's hard to top. It's a good one. It, it was, was good very one. good. Yeah. The, the, I, Chult, Chult just has a lot of good ways of killing you. <laughs> I do like, are they, yeah, let me check, because I, I think they're in Chult, but I'm, I'm ready to be surprised and find out that's not the case. Which ones? Uh, yeah, the Guralin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. like a four-armed angry yeah. gorilla. Yep. And there's yep. a zombie version of it on Chult too. Yep. yep. It's awesome. Yep. <laughs> oh yep. hey, look, the wiki's got a picture of a Guralin zombie that's carrying a brain in a jar. <laughs> I love that combo. Brain in a jar, big fan of those. I mean, also, uh, I guess. Uh, as- oh, Stuart. 
you know, uh, uh, shout out to our homie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's also a Sarah poking around, uh, oh, yeah. out there, out there in the, uh, out there in the, uh, in the, in the jungles too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this next one comes from episode 16, the chunky boy. <laughs> Uh, this is from uh, Sun Tiger seven four five. Is there a kobold like race descending from dinosaurs the way that kobolds are descended from dragons? Interesting. Because I know oh, there's no. the there's the uh, what uh, dragon bait is. I can't. What, what is that? Is a saurial, which I think actually the saurials are kind of like uh, dragonborn dinosaur dragonborn. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I feel like that's not quite the thing but i i i, I love i love uh but it might be dragon bait. dragon bait is my like I, I i i need more of of that that creature type that was it the sorial yeah i i I, sorial, I, need, yep. I need more of that because i freaking love dragon bait he's so good <laughs> you know what i did not realize but apparently sorials are not native to Toril. yeah that that I, I, I don't that. I don't know if they've actually said how Dragon Bait made his way into uh Cholt. Um because he's just suddenly traveling around with uh Art December. Yep. Yeah. That that was just sort of his thing. He just yep. went places. And Sariels can't talk. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. They communicate through scent, and I had a lot of fun doing that with, when I played yeah. that game. Better say I too communicate communicate through scent. <laughs> it's very easy to tell when B Dave wants you to go away. Um yeah, I, I, I think that's I don't know if there's anything I don't think there's any other kind of humanoid dinosaur race. There's there's different sub races of the Sorials. Um are sorials, they come through the lost veil. Is are sorials even in? I mean, I mean, they're not not in fifth edition, but are I think are they actively in Dragon, fifth edition? Dragon Bait is listed as yeah, the, fifth the, I, edition. I think he's the mm. only one though. Mm. This isn't by four. Wait, what year are we in? Fourteen seventy nine is. We're fourteen ninety. We're fourteen ninety two. Yeah, we're in the fourteen nineties. This says yeah. that. Uh, there's multiple settlements throughout the Lost Vale, but with the return of Netheril in fourth edition, they uh, took control of Tarkledale and the Dragonfloak were driven, driven underground. Um, so there's not, um, but except for, except for Dragonbait. Mm-hmm. I love okay. this quote. Only two things smell as good as fresh, fresh baked bread. Fresh baked bread and angry Sariel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like back in the 2E days, I was super into Sariels because I mean, again, you're like, let me get this straight. I'm going to be a wizard, but my wizard's a dinosaur. Yep. Yep. Works yep. out. Sign, um, sign me up for dream. that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, let's see. Oh, oh so oh. the fact that there's lots of different kinds of Sariels, I think, means you could be you could make a, a sorial subrace that's like those little chicken dinosaurs that kill the guy yeah. in Jurassic Park. C- copies. Pro Comsonathus. Yeah. Yep. Pro Comsonathus. Frickin' copies. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this next one is from episode 29, The Domains of Dread. Uh, and this is from uh, Cassius335, who I, I see is in the chat. Um, hey. So are there domains of delight and how do you get, how do you get there? They're in the Feywild, and they're also terrible. 
<laughs> he, uh, uh, Cassius did say a parenthesis. Yes, I might be thinking of ice cream and milkshakes right now. <laughs> and they're also terrible. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get there and you're like, this is super happy fun place. And everything is bright and shiny. And like the flowers are blooming and the squirrels can talk and the strawberries the size of my head. And oh, an assassin vine. Ah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. the assassin vine made out of licorice. Yeah, an assassin vine made out of licorice. Exactly. Actually, it's, it's either liquor. It's it's either uh, Twizzler or red vine, whichever one you hate. Because it's, it's true. Yep. It's true. Can't like only, both, apparently. Only the wrong answer. Yes. <laughs> you can like both. You just shouldn't like one of them. <laughs> I feel like we should not disclose no, what no, we no. prefer here, just so we can all stay friends. You know, I pushed it on the warlock thing, so I'm going <laughs> to keep to myself. Uh, so this is uh, episode 31 where we talked about wizards. Uh, this question comes from uh, Sudian. Uh, question uh, exploring further: How uh, how do good wizard how can good wizards equal or exceed liches in power? Uh, is it as simple as having friends? I think that's a I think that's going to <laughs> Elminster. <laughs> yeah, it's power, the power friendship. friendship. Yep. Well, especially I mean, but oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, I mean, if you have friends, then you have a posse, which means you have the powers of multiple people, which is how you defeat a lich, right? Mm -hmm. That is true. So, I mean, it's corny, or, but it's not not true. Or be like a twelve-year-old chosen one, yeah. Yeah, it's just that th that's the the yeah. I mean, being a lich is all about being afraid to die, but like Elminster and Mordenkainen and just kind of live because they feel like it. So it's like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of ways to just, you know, keep going. Yeah, be like, mm, thought about dying, don't want to. Mm. <laughs> um, the the next episode, I I grabbed a question. I actually grabbed uh, three questions from because I'm a monster. It was our warlocks and packs episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So this came from my answer is, are you chaotic or are you lawful? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, this question comes from normal underscore lady underscore regular, completely normal and regular person. Um, since you mentioned paladin slash warlocks, uh, I'm really interested in that multi-class combo. One makes a vow and the other makes a pact. Do you try to make those two promises uh, the same force, literally or thematically, uh, or use them to flesh out two sides of the character? I, I mean, played a pal. Oh, you go ahead. No, 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 please. You started first. <laughs> no, but I saw a thought glimmer into your eyes, and I love it when your eyes gleam with mischief. So please <laughs> proceed. Especially I actually played warlocks. a paladin warlock. Uh, when I did it, I had a paladin who had the oath. What's the real paladin the oath that's in the basic rules? I forget now. Uh, answer? No. 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 Uh, uh, protection? Wait, no. Yeah. No, that's World of Warcraft. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, anyway. Right. Yeah. It already, she already had a kind of a complicated thing because she swore she has a paladin of the god of basically law and order and paladining um, of empire. And uh, she kind of got chosen by the the goddess of the crossroads, the moon god. Uh, and so her, her oath was shifting over. Um, and then in this world, the elves had, uh, like would, would have the skulls of their dead 
um, and then like be able to talk to them. So uh, I made a pact with the uh, the skulls because uh, mm. I was a half elf, right? So these were two different things, but with the the moon god was okay with it. Um, the the empire god was less okay with it, but that's that's part of the shifting thing. So there are two parallel things where they were just like, yeah, okay, you can you can talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, if so that gets into, if you want to do that, where it's supporting sort of two facets of your character, um, or if you want it to be something where they're like being pulled between these two entities, then, um, that's totally, those are totally cool options, but I also think you're perfectly, it's perfectly reasonable to kind of have them be similar sources, mm-hmm. um, or to have them be similar sources and have those be in conflict. If you have a you know, an oath that's related to uh, Ilmater, and then you have a warlock pact with uh, one of Ilmater's archons, then I don't know how Ilmater's going to feel about that. <laughs> I think devotion is the Tell default him. paladin. That uh, sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I started uh, playing her when it yep. was a play test, so a yep. lot of the things I don't, I, I have the wrong names for anyway. So. Uh, well, recall freely was a bard paladin warlock sorcerer so <laughs> and he was wholly unaware of the source of his power like he didn't intentionally make a make a vow he didn't <laughs> he didn't intentionally make a pact he just could do things that he himself never understood um is i think it, it is it does come down to how you want to how you want to play the character um i think it makes more sense if they're rowing in the same direction but if you want to play someone that is very heavily conflicted especially if i think the only way it makes well there's two ways honestly you could do it you i I was gonna say that you need to have made the oath and then something comes along and wants to kind of like tempt you anakin skywalker style down in the negative path (laughs) but the exact opposite could also be true where you already cut this bad deal and now you're trying to do the right thing and that's why you made the paladin oath Um, you could even uh, do the backwards of that where you're like a bad paladin and then like mm. a celestial warlock's like do you want to get this job done in a better way oh whoa yep Yep. Mm -hmm. those are all fun i like that idea there's always oath breakers too yeah so uh there's there's a lot of ways to skin that cat Uh, i mean fifth edition very intentionally moved away from uh, class restrictions and things like that. So you can kind of make it make sense however it makes sense to you. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. More so. room for story. Mm-hmm. One, one, one of my players, we're, we're, we're gearing up to do our, uh, get back to our fifth edition game. And uh, one of my players is already uh, Bard and Warlock. And he's like, I th- I'm thinking about adding Paladin, but I feel like I'm going to start to rip off B Dave. <laughs> 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 Give it to me, baby. Give it to me. Hey, I did what I did with Freely to prove it could be done, okay? Not to be the only one who did it. So have at it. There you go. Uh, I will say I need a character now, and I'm going to name this character Aaron, who is a (laughs) paladin cleric warlock all in service of the exact same deity. (laughs) You do what you want. Well, uh, yep. <laughs> so so the next one from that episode uh, comes from, uh, oh, God, and I apologize for the, the, if you hear construction sounds across the street, it's apparently deciding it's construction time. Um, this is from uh, Lycanus21. Uh, if you can make a new pact, what would you choose? They uh, say that they would choose a dragon pact. That would be very 
Interesting. Mm -hmm. I, you know, what I wish there was, was like, um, kind of with the, the old vestige pact, because there's lots of gods throughout the Forgotten Realms history that are sort of depowered. But if you could make, now that's one where I like it better because this is a cod that can't have clerics anymore. So, but they maybe still exist and they maybe still hold on to their own little plane or demi plane. Like making a pact with that kind of entity seems really interesting um, because you're almost a worshiper, but not quite. So are you helping to repower up this God um, or is this sort of like a mutual parasitism kind of thing? Um, so I wish there was something like that because I really mm -hmm. like it when it's connected to another plane personally. Mm as I failed about multiple times. Well, it's oddly enough, what I was going to say is one that is almost more um, conceptual and is like expressly just connected to a plane. Like, sorry, I'm still not over this cold thing, y'all. I apologize. Uh, where it's just like, I'm just hooked into the plane of fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, this like, that's where I, I was going to really go. Like yeah, yeah, like, like, just, a, like an ah. elemental warlock. <laughs> yeah. Like, and... Yeah. and Hey, we could finally have a warlock with fireball. <laughs> I enjoy that a lot because it, it would be like you're just you're kind of like you you're stealing electricity from the neighbor. You just plug it. <laughs> I mean, they're not maybe they're not gonna notice. Maybe you could yeah. even like have a couple of plugs feeding in, right? You've just plugged into these different elemental plugs. You're like Avatar State. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, I I appreciate. <laughs> You went with the Avatar. I was thinking more uh, like a character like uh, Raven from the Teen Titans, but like you're plugged into the negative in uh, energy plane. <laughs> or uh, uh, Miroku from Inuyasha with the wind tunnel. You know what I mean? You're like I got this one thing and it's killing me, but here we go. <laughs> <It's my fault. laughs> yeah, right. Like so, I, I know, I know a lot of people would be like, "Oh, but what about like when the pact comes calling?" Like they, they, they love that sort of thing with warlocks. And I think what would be neat with an elemental warlock is instead of it being like, like what you're saying, like you just hooked up and you're stealing the electricity from them. But when you do that, it maybe there's like a wild magic version yeah. of this where like there's a chance where an elemental pops out into existence because you pulled on that plane too much. Yeah, it needs to oh. it needs to cost you something yeah. like something comes to plug the hole or, you know, you uh, every every so often you're just trying to sleep and everything catches on fire. You know, I mean, I think that's the um, you have to find another connection point because they unplugged you. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I also think I really wish that they there was a way to separate the fiend pact into like a devilish pact and a demonic pact because it is entirely too organized for a demonic pact and there should be something <laughs> they should get something cool. Mm. chaotic and dangerous yeah yeah like Gratz, like Gratz cool. is like bro 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 come be my warlock bro yeah <laughs> i'll let you cast like, natty ice at a first level spell you cast eldritch blast it's like a beer pong <laughs> it's just a spray of room temperature natty ice is what comes out of your hands. That smells weirdly of axe body spray. Oh, God. <laughs> like, sorials everywhere are like... <laughs> wow, you know what I just realized? Grat Gratz would make the, the good place joke. It's an axe body spray that smells like the, how the Transformers movies make you feel. <laughs> how yeah. do you smell loud and confusing? <laughs> yeah, very emotional. You're very emotional. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're we're gonna skip ahead to to episode thirty eight, the deck of many things and wish. This is when we were talking about uh, uh, Elliot Tumblestrom. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Right. The we're talking about the one. It's, nev- it's, it's never far away. It's never far away. It's never far away. I just, I, I would as much as I just like randomly reach out and grab props. Like this is not a large space here. I just have. It is very I understand ready. you fundamentally. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I just got things right do, here. Do with, I want an the... Xbox controller? Do I want a keyboard? Do I want a lightsaber? Yep. You know, we, yep. got, we got entertaining. Do you um, want to build a snowman? <laughs> this comes from Ryan Hayden. Uh, question. Is it possible to use wish to change someone's alignment? Quote, I wish Tiamat was now lawful good. So in the strictest technical sense, yes. In the strictest technical sense, Wish can do absolutely anything. Um, but I mean, they've definitely powered it down in fifth edition versus previous editions of the game. Where if you, again, if you see any of my charity one shots of the games I run, I still very much run it like the Twilight Zone monkey paw version of the thing. <laughs> where if somebody wished Tiamat to become lawful good, I would let that happen. But she still w- would be like a tyrant. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I still want to rule everything from a place of love now. You know what I mean? Like, I realize I was it's wrong. for your own good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I look at all the harm I've caused. I'm going to make it right. Do what I say. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it wouldn't solve your problem. Um, I would say in general, um, there's a uh, there's a deck of mini, um, uh, a, a draw from the deck that makes your alignment change. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so I, I would, I would <laughs> pick a card, Tiamat. Yeah, pick, pick, exactly. card, pick the middle one. Pick the yeah, middle pick, one. pick which it just starts poking <laughs> forward. Yeah, you're like pick one for each head, like Hiram McDaniel. Oh, um, hey, Cipher uh, Tears here. Hey, Cipher. Hey, hey. Cipher. Um, so uh, yeah, we, we need to get Tiamat a purple head, like Hiram McDaniel. Um, <laughs> oh my God, but, yes! <laughs> All of these angry it. heads, and then this just really nice, slow talking Southern guys. It's like I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, oh. I, I would say you probably shouldn't use that on a player character, just because you know taking away people's agency gets weird. Yeah. Um, but you know, besides that, the strictest technical sense, yes but probably not like you think it's going to go. Yeah. Um, Storyteller Mars, hey Mars, uh, asked, uh, what I'm curious about is the history of the deck of many things. Like, how did the magic item come to exist within the D&D sphere? Do we know that one? I don't know if they've actually written that. That's a good question. It goes back to second edition, I think. Um, The second edition, that's the answer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, the forbidden edition. uh i appreciate we both are like to our research material (laughs) although there had to be one we had to look up wait this was the first mention of it was in third edition i i remember actually i remember us talking about this because i was like it was there from the beginning and you were like it wasn't and i'm like yeah but that was still like 20 Uh, years ago mm. oh don't like it don't like it this is like well uh, and 2003 19... was like five or six years ago, yeah, right? No, absolutely. Well, well, it was just no, last no, decade. No, no, there, there was a. That's true. There was, there was. Oh, sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> there was, there was a reference to it in 1989. So no, that's about the time that I was. That's second edition time. Yeah. 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 I mean, of course, every Public Enemy fan out there, I'm like 1989. <laughs> yeah. But... Okay. But I, yeah, I don't think that there is a canonical way that it came into existence. It's just a magic item that existed, if I remember yeah. correctly. 
Yeah, it, it goes. I mean, I appreciate that nobody even knows when it appeared in the game. But yeah. I imagine D and D has just been a long con to get the deck of many things to like <laughs> into the world. That's it. That's all. It, it's been playing us this entire time. <laughs> I think an easy answer is our is the tagline for the show. Whoa! Oh, actually, oh. okay. So this says the deck of many things first appeared in Greyhawk in 1975. That sounds, that sounds better. That version has 18 cards corresponding to the ace, king, queen, and jack of each suit. And then it does appear in the original Dungeon Master's Guide, 1979. That one is in packs of 13 or more rarely 22. That does sound more betterer. More betterer. Also, uh, having the cards that seem like they're good but are actually terrible is very much a first and second edition. I was going to say, like, it feels like old D&D more. So I was surprised. Especially with the the alignment change, because there was that stuff in Tomb of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I always assumed that those came around around the same time. Especially because back in those days, pending how your alignment changed, you could lose your powers and yep. like no longer be your class if you were the wrong alignment. Yep. Wild. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. The next question. <laughs> comes from episode 42 Agaron's day but i don't know how we got onto this topic uh agent Anol says uh how to beat a vampire wrong answers only love kindness <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm going to i'm going to say a silver uh, no a uh, a regular non-silver spoon that has recently been used to eat captain crunch that's my answer Neck- necking <laughs> Oh God! Sitting through a rom-com marathon. Uh, <laughs> a triangle with a werewolf. Oh, oh God! <laughs> oh boy! At least uh, one werewolf. <laughs> so, um, this one I just thought I thought would be a, an interesting one, but I don't quite. I don't quite know what they mean, but this this came from episode forty-three, Underdark Factions. Uh, this is from Selen. Uh, Drasama? Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Aaron, if there is an Underdark in both worlds... Oh, oh, they're talking about uh, um, a beer. Um, oh, yeah, okay. If there's an Underdark in both worlds, does that mean that there are Underdark Dragonborn? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I think Underdark I mean, Dragonborn sound like a nightmare, and I love it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a cool idea, but it does also kind of go to, like, well, there's Dragonborn in Toril... Are there dragonborn that that have uh, societies in the Underdark? Not canonically that I know of. So, I mean, there's a lot of places they could live. However, in a beer, there's terrible da- dragon tyrants uh, that, you know, there's an ongoing like push to, to overthrow. So where's a good place to uh, hide from the gigantic dragon potentially in the Underdark? It's fair. See, now, now I need dragonborn from the shadow dark that are just like goth kids that look like juggalos. They're all like black and white and stuff. I love it. Yeah. They, they come out of the under, it's not a phase. Yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. The lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, a warlock of the negative energy plane. So uh, so the person that has that question is actually in chat. It says, Trevor, it is sell and draw Sama. So thank you. Mm. <laughs> I'm happy you're here so you can do your question. I was, about, I was about to say that it sounds like the verbal component of our uh, one of our chess codes. It does. Like, it really like does. Summoning something. Um, okay. Um, I, I'm going to do this, this last one because that gets us to the episode 50 mark. 
Okay. Um, and then I'll hop over to questions from this episode. This is from episode 46. Questions about questions. Yo questions dog, about yo. questions. Uh, episode 46, the Feywild, Rex Verde asks, question, uh, what role do hags play in the Feywild? How do they get along with the courts? Uh, poorly. How do hags get along with anybody? Well, I, I don't want to give up too much of the story of the Wild Beyond the Witchlight if you haven't played it, but um, this is disgusted land than the Wild Beyond the Witchlight. <laughs> That's oh. fair. That yeah. is fair. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just now looking up the questions for the first time. Um, I'm going to jump around on this one. I'm going to give the first one to Ryan Hayden. Question, Real Housewives of Waterdeep win. <laughs> I need I you to know. Forgot about that. I've so tried good. so hard to make that a thing. I haven't given up, but I need you to know. I've tried so hard <laughs> to make that a thing. We'll just do it ourselves. So, so, so my my we'll wife. We'll just turn this into that. My wife True. after that episode, she comes up and she's like, "I know I only know B Dave through you, but like, if that happens, I need to be in that." <laughs> That's it. That's it. Here's the thing. Like, I, wait, hang on, Aaron. If mm -hmm. even I, I know personally my, what I think would happen. But if Farida or Havilar had to settle down and become a real housewife of Waterdeep, which one of them would it be? <laughs> See, I. Okay, so. <laughs> There's some geog geographical issues here. Havilar would have to be in the Real Housewives of Cormier spinoff. Mm -hmm. And she would not change even a tiny bit. <laughs> except her dresses would be fancier. Yes. So it would be like, let's all have white wine and dish. Oh and my... she'd be like, cool, before or after the sparring session. Or during. <laughs> let's just do during. Eric. Jay McUnyielding in the chat said it would be Mahen. <laughs> <laughs> I love <Yeah>. that. <laughs> that. That's actually probably accurate. <laughs> Can't top that. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, I, I appreciate this person. Uh, shiny thing underscore says comment. Thank you. Uh, hi, over the last month, I've binged every episode of the podcast. Well, thank you. Oh, uh, welcome. <laughs> so sadly, I've regularly missed the forbidden dance. Um, <laughs> well, see, now I, can, I can't, I was about to say, I can't do it on, on command. Like, it just has to happen. But although the, it, there were, it, there it happened at the beginning. Yeah, it it's true. You dance. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and I'm up to episode 11 of writing about dragons and uh, writing about dragons and things. stuff. Thank you. Thank things. you. Uh, dragons and things. The episode on the blood war ended up giving me a supernatural noir detective story idea. And hey. Dave's regular interjection that quote, the time's going to pass anyway. Uh, will, uh, ah, <laughs> it got unbolted and I lost where I was. The time's going to pass anyway. You might as well use it uh, is the thing that means I keep finding little bits of time to write in amongst work, childcare, and study. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. There it is. That's why we that. do what we do. Yay. Yeah. 
so let's see. This one is uh, uh, Jay McUnyolding again. Uh, been meaning to ask, what's the policy for off-topic questions during the Q&A segment? Uh, I've had lore questions uh, that's been bugging me, but I don't know if uh, they'll uh, ever cover relevant topics. I mean, you can always ask the questions because it might give us topic ideas. Yeah. You can always like put in the chat a topic suggestion and uh and we and we might do that yeah um and then jay mcginnion comes back and says question uh i know some real world mythologies have a place in Faerun, like egyptian and norse uh Celis follows uh or Celis follows tear after all oh well i mean tear is you know in there um how exactly do they fit in and how do you all use them in your own games I mean, I only ever did it with the um, any of the stories in Celestia when they're all like, you know, well, they're over there. If you go looking for them, it's like, OK, I mean, personally, uh, I know in uh, Heroes of the Plains, there was a whole Thor and Loki thing that Todd did. I, I say, that, I mean, we did so many different streams, with those same characters. I'm pretty sure it was Heroes of the Plains. It was one um, of those. Yeah. For me, uh, I, I mean, the 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 gods native to this universe are interestingly enough that i don't personally feel the need to be like and also here's what ra thinks about all yeah. of this but I mean, but you can you know yeah. you can so the problem is sort of a forgotten realms the forgotten realms are like the places that this used to be connected to so a lot of the sort of explanation for those gods being here is that they are from earth or you know planes related to earth and they've bled over or part of them has mm -hmm. in the case of the Mulharandi pantheon which is you know kind of an egyptian pantheon the antheric pantheon which is a sort of mesopotamian akkadian pantheon um and and for some of them too like i don't think like agma is a um, celtic god um mm -hmm. but in forgotten realms i don't know that they ever say hey agma isn't from here originally so mm -hmm. there are ones like that where there's they're clearly taken from a real world mythology yeah. but they're sort of like La, 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 they're here now and they're different. Um, but then you also have these stories where like um, the gods of Unther basically were pulled over when uh, the, I think it's the Imaskari, like reached into earth and stole a bunch of Shumerians. And at some point the gods went, hold up a second, where did <laughs> our people go? And sent their avatars into uh, Toral to see what was up and save mm -hmm. those people. Um, so you can do things like that because there is this acknowledgement baked into the setting that this other world exists and things can come here from that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it's that. I haven't actually ever used them in a game, um, but I did use uh, some Untheric gods in, um, well, that's actually, I guess not true because my Dragonborn dating game has some Untheric gods in it. But anyway, I, yeah. I've only used it. Uh, oh, good. I was going to say canonically Elminster has been to Earth and gone to the mall. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I've only used real world gods once, and that was for a character because I decided to give myself the challenge of I'm going to play a man from Ireland. And so I wrote this entire backstory that um, nobody read uh, about how this dude from Ireland ended up in uh, Faerun. And it was this whole thing with the Tuatha Dé Danann giving him an, an, an artifact to hide from the Fomorians and stuff like that. So I did it that way. Uh, but yeah, most of the time it just comes down to if a player is going to use them. Sure. Why not? But uh, I don't go on my way for it. Um. Oh, God, what's this? 
Fool's Genius 89 question. B Dave, uh, what is your favorite Easter egg you slipped into any of your DM outings on stream except the obvious Orcas boombox? That one's the best one. That is the best one. I, I, I loved recently when I was editing Black Dice Society when uh, they were all coming back from their other adventures and poor Nico was just like, oh yeah, there was something about the Raven Queen and Orcas. I think he has a crush on her. <laughs> I was like, yeah! <laughs> B yep. is on our team! Yep. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that probably, honestly, yeah. I, I, I try to weave all these things together as often uh, as I can and, like, make mentions and allusions to things, even though sometimes it causes me problems. Like, I told a story where Asmodeus killed Baham uh, Bahamut, because Bahamut's dumb. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, Nahara was there to see it. And then Nahara came back. But I mean, I kind of gave myself a little wiggle room of I was like, did that happen? Or was that just a dream? I don't know. Anyway, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Rex Verde uh, says, question, if there is a part of Faerun that you would, uh, is there a part of Faerun that you would love to see an update to? Um, I mean, a lot of the... <laughs> really problematic parts yes. like the non-specifically asia part the non-specifically um uh middle eastern part that they just kind of wiped away mesoamerica yeah i mean they facelifted chult poorly um so i i i don't think any of that's gonna happen i think it was an experiment with chult that didn't go well and now mm -hmm. they're just gonna be like there's stuff over there if you want to go there go there yeah um yeah that yeah most as, as like in terms of like just things changing i just do that naturally with my games because all of my dnd games take place in the same universe so if somebody does something to Baldur's gate that's there now mm -hmm. yep i would say cormier and timanther but only if i got to do them because <laughs> not i'd probably be sad that's fair uh let's see oh well i mean this, this is a similar one <laughs> kind of the opposite direction fool's genius 89 question uh for each of you if you could delete one thing from the canon what would it be uh the race is not getting along i have always hated that since i've played dnd &D. that was an inheritance from um uh, lord, of the rings. lord of the rings yep yeah, yeah. yep and uh, it always annoyed me I mean, for me, uh, everything with Chult. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Except the zombie T-Rex. We'll take that. No, we'll keep put it over that. There. Yeah, we'll keep take that. that. We'll it drop that over here. It could be a jungle island full of that, like zombie dinosaurs. Yeah. Right. Make that the pillar you build around. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Aaron? I don't know. My head is spinning. <laughs> uh, my petty, petty answer is fireball should go around corners equally. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on this. I love that. Because we uh, know how to make a right turn. It should make a right turn and a left turn when it goes to the DK room. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, all right. Well, wow. We are already uh, almost out of time. I did not even notice that. <laughs> That's what happens yeah. when you're t when you're being uh, Tangerino? I uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think I think I'm gonna uh, leave off on this one. Uh, and yes, it is completely self indulgent, but I don't care. Rex Verde says, "Question: Do any of you know uh, have any idea how much joy the three of you bring me every week? Thank you for the show. Aww. Thank you. Uh, I know so nice how much joy Trevor and Aaron bring me, so I've got an idea. <laughs> yeah. 
get out. Back at you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that is uh, where we're going to stop this one. Thank you so much, for, uh, everyone, for asking questions over our 73 episodes. And thank you for asking questions today. Um, I, 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 I got a request for the people. Okay. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Episode 75 is coming up. What should we do for episode 75? Because I feel like Ooh. we'd be remiss if just by the luck of the draw, it's this Verf Nablin episode or something, you know? We should do a something, you know I, what I mean? I'm, so I'm, I'm going to spoil myself and see what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, should this... probably, we should probably find something else. I'm so curious. Yeah, you gotta tell us every. Wait, put in chat. Put in chat. Put in chat. Put in um, chat. Here. No, but, here our chat. Our the, chat right yeah, here. Just, it, it's it only like this isn't a bad topic. It's just like sure. you know, for seventy five. Sure. Uh, we, we 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 should maybe find something else. So yeah, let let us know. Uh, put your suggestions uh in the chat with like Champions Lore or something like that, so we can take a look at it. Uh, or tweet them at us. Um, yep. Because that, that that would be interesting to see. Yep. You got two weeks to come up with some dope. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, friends, where can people find you and what awesome things are you working on? You can find me on Twitter at Aaron M. Evans. You can join me with these guys on our podcast, writing about dragons and shit. A uh, new episode every week. I think it's uh, coming today or tomorrow. Uh, oh, no, today. Yeah. Today. Yeah, lucky out. you. You can yeah. also watch me on uh, twitch.tv slash dungeon scrawlers uh, every, every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Or dungeon scrawlers, an actual play show with a bunch of fantasy writers. And I know I've mentioned before, my new book, Empire of Exiles, is up available for pre-order now. Um, but specifically, I found out today, Barnes and Noble is having a 25% off sale on all pre-orders. So if you like to get your books from Barnes and Noble, I highly recommend that Do you it. get that book today. Or I think it. it's going till Friday. Um, so you can save a little money. Yeah. You know, uh, I'd already pre-ordered it, and now I'm just going to go pre-order it again. <laughs> I can have my reading copy, and I can have my display copy. Uh, B-Dave Walters, tomorrow, the first ever D&D Direct, 9 a.m. Uh, we're going to announce all the things. Uh, and then tomorrow night at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, Black Dice Society, the final <laughs> confrontation with Strahd Von Zarevich. <gasps> Oh Him really? Right there. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. It's going down like oh, oh, it's going down tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yep. It's uh Oh, I'm it's excited. Gonna it's going to be rough. I love yep. I love that you proved even more the reaching off screen for things <laughs> <laughs> with that. You see I didn't go very far either. You see no. it's just no, like No. No. I love it. All right here. Yeah. <laughs> like that Muppet pilot on Farscape. Ready for Love it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Trevor. There's an A hiding in there, uh, as well as anywhere the All Champions community is, because I'm the community manager, and that's where I'll be. Uh, let's see. Thank you to Jordan for moderating the chat today and doing a fantastic job. Uh, and thank you to Lauren for producing the show and always doing an amazing job and making sure this uh, stream runs better than when I was. I did it. The names are a lot better now because I didn't do them. Uh <laughs> I will say that chess code. Every time I read it, I just thought it's saying Lore come at me. Like that's everybody. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, let's see. Uh, you should uh, get shirts that say that. Right. That is. That is it. New uniforms. 
uh big things for today one definitely update your game in five minutes at noon because there's some cool things that are coming to the game today but most importantly coming to the game today is Dottie the dandelion a familiar that you can purchase to help uh donate money uh to an awesome uh, charity for earth day so uh please be sure to check that out and donate if you can uh and you get a really cool little adorable familiar uh and uh, to celebrate Dottie's release today at 5 p.m uh we're gonna have a special game called the pair passage uh run by by Lauren Urban, uh, our awesome producer. Uh, and it will have uh, uh, Hope Laville, uh, Eugenio Vargas, uh, Sean Wall, and myself. Um, and uh, we're gonna be having some fun playing D&D and celebrating Dottie's release. So come check that out. Uh, but that is gonna do it for this week's episode. So until next week, champions out.